You're listening to The Comedy Cellar, live from the table, on the Riotcast Network, riotcast.com. Welcome to The Comedy Cellar Show here on Sirius XM Channel 99, the comedy channel. Uh, my name is Noam Dwarman. I'm the owner of The Comedy Cellar. I'm sitting at our ad hoc comedian table while we renovate our kitchen. I'm here with Dan Natterman. How do you do? Uh, and the great Mr. Dove Davidoff. How do you do? A regular guest here at this uh, show. I asked Dove to come today because today is my wedding anniversary. The anniversary. And uh, Dove just got married a few weeks ago. And I thought we'd, uh, and I'm going to invite my wife on to talk. Um. I would like to uh, welcome Noam back. He was uh, out of town for two weeks on a family vacation. Yes. Welcome in, back. In the Holy Land. Uh, we turn the, mine the, down the, a little bit. The motherland. Of Israel. Uh, two weeks he was gone. We missed him. Although uh, the place, oddly enough, uh, functions <laughs> just as well without him. I'm not sure he needs to be here, to be honest with you. But I know he enjoys coming here and feeling feeling needed. So we're certainly... Um, well, actually, a lot of if, if anybody's interested, happy some, to have him. There's stop nice by. things happening in the comedy cellar because we we opened a new room. That's right. Uh, while new I was room. A, while I was away, yep. we've added a third room of comedy. What do you think, Dan? I haven't seen it, but I hear good things. It, now, D- the, did you hear good things? Uh, I heard good things. Well, no, but I'm assuming there's good things. <laughs> uh, I'm assuming it was good because everything Noam Noam touches seems to turn, if not to gold, then at least to uh, silver. He's a, he's a Midas. He's and, got a light um, Midas. Can I say something? Dan, Dan says that a lot, yeah. but it never sounds like a compliment. Well, no, it, that's he, the thing he, about what Dan does. He, 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 <laughs> he says it as if it's like, Genius. you know, this, the guy just constantly defies the odds and his luck, <laughs> luck, and his, really, there's no right. counting for it. You know? right, it's right. like a, a Forrest Gump type. Exactly. Right. It's like, a Gump, um, yeah. No, yeah. I, uh, Mr. That, Magoo. Y- you might perceive it that way, but, uh, and it might sound Say something that, nice to me, Dan. Say, 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 say something nice. Have you ever, can you muster it? Well, I think you're. Um, <laughs> I think you play a a a, a good mandolin. No, I, <laughs> a good. I mean, I mean about just, by my uh, tremendous man. Well, uh, you know, about the uh, the success about. of the. I was I was talking to Estee. Well, I'll tell you what. You haven't fucked it up. Well, let me tell you this, <laughs> and then we'll bring on our guest. I'm excited about the guest. Yeah. Uh, in the last ten years, uh, the comedy seller has uh, has. Or five years has really taken off, correct? Yes, I would su- I would say so. Yeah. Now, as we're going to have an author of a Donald Trump book on in a second, as opposed to like every dummy who bought real estate in uh, 1980, yeah, and, right. and everything went up. Everything went up, yeah. Uh, and become difficult to say was anybody smart or not smart because any everybody who bought real estate was smart. Uh, there and has it, not been a comedy boom on the island right. of Manhattan. As that's a matter right. of fact, there's most of that's the clubs right. seem to be going down. Right. So it didn't have to happen this way. If, if every right. club was just packed, like, oh, he's just riding the wave of a club. But actually, it's, it's exactly the opposite. All the other clubs have gone down, well, and yeah, we so continue to go up. So something has to account for that. Well, I have a certain a, a theory, a hypothesis. Go ahead. Well, you've created a culture here. And that's, that's a big part of what accounts for it. When you, don't walk, when you walk into a comedy club and it feels like you're walking into something created by, uh, you know, Walmart. Right. Where you've got, you've got like chrome on the wall and then some guy in the back with an open shirt, a gold chain, hoping to get, <laughs> sell another Eddie's. drink in the back. You feel you're like you're at Crazy Eddie's. Yeah, yeah. And you come to a place with art on the walls and decent, you know, and, and yeah, it's a salon. It's a culture. Salon. It's a whole thing. Yeah. Well, it's a big deal. It's a big deal. And, and it was a big deal for me early on. And there's a lot of stuff. Well, that, there's a lot of stuff that's gone on in the last five years behind the scenes, uh, which uh, Dan's not privy to, and uh, I, I yeah. can't really talk about. But a lot of tough decisions were made, and yeah. that, that could have gone e- either way. And yeah. um, things where I was actually a majority of one on some of those decisions. Wow. And they and they they paid off. All right, can we bring on our guest? I'm very excited about this, and I'm very I'm very into politics. Uh, Dub's very into politics. Um, Dan, uh, no, I I like politics. I've but I've just often have thought that this show should should be more uh, comedy and showbiz centric. Right, but not that I don't like to discuss these. But things. even Howard Stern uh, talks about politics, and we can talk about the great Howard Stern talks about. We can talk about politics. Well, we, yes, 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 he does. And uh, but, and, uh, and John Stewart used to talk about politics, and well, uh, and a lot of uh, comedians do. All right, Stephen, can we can we bring over our Stephen. guest? All right. So uh, we have a uh, a booker by the name of Stephen Calabria, who is now who's um, now our our booker Stephen Calabria is now getting us some some first rate guests. We used to have a booker. Come sit down and sit. 
And uh, then uh, we stopped having a booker for a while. So we've been joined by, Stephen wrote this one, Pulitzer Prize winning writer of books, articles, and original stories for film, Michael D'Antonio. Pronounced correctly? You got it. Has published more than a dozen books, including Never Enough, a 2015 biography of presidential candidate. No, I have to correct you already. The truth about Trump. Well, what, why is this? What the hell is it? What? Why does it say never enough? It's the truth about Trump. <laughs> Come on, get, get it together. Oh, my God. I'm, I'm humiliated. No, I'm they, sorry. No, they changed the title. You know, at first, never enough seemed like mm. the thing to go with because yeah. it was literary. Right. But people, you know, their hair went on fire after they learned anything about Trump. So now we're calling it the truth the about truth. Trump. The truth about Trump. Wow. He, he's not going to give you the truth. Admiral, wow. right, so, so, so you wrote this this book, and, and um, you, you started writing this book when he was already running for president, or no? No, 2013. Oh, my God. So you really lucked into it, right? Well, you know, he told me he was going to run the first day I met him, and I, I laughed. I actually laughed. Why? Well, the idea of Donald Trump in the White House in 2013, it just seemed, you know, this had to be a publicity thing. This was pre-birther or post-birther? <sighs> He was still in the middle of Bertha. He's still you know, in the middle of Bertha. And his, his kids were all upset about it. But his, that, his, I'm interested in that. <laughs> well, go ahead. Well, his kids were upset about the Bertha thing. Oh, yeah. Ivanka and... Donald Jr. Donald Jr. And Eric. You know, they told me that they all come together sometimes, and they'll challenge him when, he, when they think he's gone off the reservation. Donald Jr. actually caused a fight, was in a fight down, not caused a fight, was in a fight down here one time. It was, oh, he, in, it was in newspapers, but go ahead. He thinks he's a tough guy. Yeah. I he, mean, you know, he goes out and shoots animals. That's how he's tough. All right. I get, I get the feeling that you're not a big Trump fan. I I'll well, tell you one thing. Yeah. He looks a lot like Sir Richard, I don't know, was he a Sir Richard Attenborough? <laughs> and I would just like to, if I right. could just pass but this Dan picture. Right, 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 right. Right. Then saying that the author looks like Sir Richard Attenborough. Was he a sir? Apropos of nothing. So, well, he, so, it's apropos of the audience. It's apropos of the audience. The audience right. doesn't know what this gentleman looks like. Yeah, they don't know what Attenborough looks like either. I got news Guys, for you. This, this is important. So, so uh, his children were upset about the birther thing. Because I would say that, you know, I, I always kind of liked um, Donald Trump. I had read The Art of the Deal 20 years ago, and I was impressed by it. And I read I, it as well. And I and there were things in it that I actually remembered for years after that, like just a stupid thing, like he always talked about how if you ever want to get anything done, you need to speak to the boss. Only the boss is going to be able to do it for you, and only the boss cares really what's going on. You know, it stayed with me, and, it was, and there were a lot of things like that. And actually, I was just rereading it recently, and I'm like, is, this doesn't seem like the guy running for president. This, guy, this seems like a smart guy who wrote this book. Well, right. I mean, it's a strange thing, because on some level, Donald is very smart. When he says, I'm a really smart guy, I've got all the words. The best words. He does have the best <laughs> words. Yeah. You know, he's not an idiot, but he's, I think there's a, a, a psychiatric issue. I really do. <gasps> I can hug you. Because I haven't, I've always been saying, I have a no, picture I, of the I thing. I have been saying it. Well, yeah, you have, but but remember what I said. My problem with Trump isn't necessarily the language he's using as much as it is the picture of him hanging over his bar in Mar-a-Lago in tennis white. Have you seen that? That was my whole problem. That's creepy. Oh, it's really it's creepy. It's the kind of psychology that that results in hanging an oil painting of yourself in tennis whites with a body that doesn't look like it's yours. It's strange. It's very strange. Right, so <laughs> let, let's go through this step by step. Okay. And then, I, was so, talking about, I also want to get to The Great Escape. What's that? Another Richard Attenborough? <laughs> Richard Attenborough. <laughs> so I, during the Bertha thing, I was, I, when he said, you know, we're finding out some very interesting things. And I said, hmm, you know, maybe. And then it, it became very obvious that he was lying, that he weren't finding out anything. And I said to guys around here at the time, I said, what kind of uh, person tries to undermine a sitting president of the United States on a lie. It doesn't seem like the act of a patriot. If, if he was really finding out some things, then, you know, yeah, come on with it. But if you don't find out anything, then you have to say, listen, I, you know, we didn't find anything. He's our president. I mean, I, didn't, I, I was offended by that. Well, How do you account for that? Well, it is offensive. The, a lot of these tricks he actually inherited from Roy Cohn. So, you know, Roy was... Joe McCarthy's right-hand man, and, and did a lot of the Army McCarthy hearings, ruining people with innuendo. So, right. So this is a trick. Lifelong know. homosexual and denied it up until the end, right? Oh, uh, he was anti-Semitic, too. You know, Weird. Anti-Semitic, yeah. racist, yeah. gay Jewish guy. I mean, right. go figure. Yeah. 
So Attenborough sounds like Dove. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's funny. It's funny you mention that. <laughs> I'm also paradoxical. So, yeah. no, but what, so what, what was his goal? Why was he trying to undermine Obama at that point? Was he already thinking about running for president? I think he was. You know, in 2011, he had some polling done, and he was looking for his platform, and it was going to be some issue that he could get he could get people really riled up about. So you go birther. No one else wanted to touch it. You know, after 2011, even the most right-wing guys in the Senate were dropping it. You know, they they just said, "Look, this is too much. It's bad. We right. there's nothing there." Well, especially but, since we, we, we have a birth certificate and we have a birth announcement in, in well, Hawaii. Right, right. But if you know that there's about 30% of the country that's freaked out that there's a black president and you're going to run for president yourself in the Republican Party and you can grab those people and say, I'm standing there for you challenging this guy, um, that's your base. And, and he just got lucky there were 16 other people running in 2016. And he could pick each one of them off because he had that secure birther base. I think you know my position on the whole birther thing. I've, I've made no secret of it. I, yeah, this is good. I, 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 <laughs> I, I fully believe that Obama was born in, in Hawaii. Uh, however, I don't believe Hawaii is a state. <laughs> <laughs> well, if Hawaii is a state, no, Puerto Rico I've seen be no too. documentation, and I think it's stuff. <laughs> so, right. so the politics of fear, essentially, right? The politics of, of I mean, who was uh, Dick Cheney, right? No, no, no. Who was the campaign? I, I'm, the name is escaping for George Bush. When he was running. Carl Rove. Carl Rove, right? I mean, isn't that a Rovian kind of tactic, is to go after something that will, that will sure. hook into nah. people's insecurity and fear? Well, what do you mean? The whole, the whole fear politics, and correct me if I'm wrong, is about, is about developing and attaching to people's insecurities about defense or, or religion or whatever it is. It's a lot easier to go that way than to be positive. Right. Yeah. Sure, because right. being positive would ask you to question your own beliefs, and if you're not strong enough to do, I mean, to some degree... You know, no, so, I, and, and we had the Cold War was all about being afraid of right. communists, and when we lost them, we right. sort of lost our enemies. Well, and so it, you know, with the wall and with the Muslims, and with is that not on, engaging? And hold on, in, in hold fear on. I want to take a step a by step. I want, I want to take a step by step. Uh, I just want to. Know. So, I want to so he he. Uh, so you think he he does this birther thing, and. And he's kind of setting himself up for an eventual run for the for the presidency. Yeah, yeah that's his that's his core group. Now he he says uh, he said famously and in that book Art of the Deal that he often goes into a situation not knowing exactly how he want come out of it and kind of plays the room and, and plays it by ear. Is it possible that he just went into this and like you know when he got there he's like well this is good I'm getting attention so I'll just I'm just kind of bank this attention maybe not sure I'm going to run for president but you know this is just like a, like I mean how how much of this was a plan it plays into marketing brand synergistically whether it's politics or business is what you're saying you no know I'm saying how much of it was actually a plan I'm going to do this and then this is going to set me up for run for president and how much how much of it is just kind of an instinctual I think now, a so lot just of keep it, moving yeah. forward in some way. You You're, know? It's instinctual, I think, explains a lot of it. I, but I think when Obama humiliated him at the White House Correspondents' Dinner, I think that was the night that he decided he was going to run. Ah. I think it was very personal. You know, wow. Everything is personal with this guy. You know, I guarantee you I am under his skin right now because he yeah. trusted me. You know, and I haven't betrayed him. The book is actually quite positive in some sections. You know, <laughs> you, you can't take away what he achieved. You know, Trump Tower is there, and he is a billionaire. How many billions? Nobody knows. But, you know, his, his whole thing is personal. So when Obama did that, there's no doubt. What did Obama do for, for people who don't know? Oh, God. You know, he used most of his appearance at the White House Correspondents' Dinner to make fun of Donald. You know, he made fun of The Apprentice saying, you know, I know you stayed up nights worrying about meatloaf. You know, who is going to stay on oh. The Apprentice? <laughs> and, and, and on that night, Obama was actually uh, calling the shots on getting on, bin, on Laden. bin Laden. Right. So the, the contrast between Donald and Obama was amazing. So, right. Michael, assuming that that's the case and that there is some underlying... Clear, you know, narcissism, megalomania. I, you know, I, I don't know what the DSM, the psychological manuals, how they define this stuff, but it seems like 
No, no, it would say, well, it's, but it's Look, you know, you know, if you read my book, The Truth About Davidoff, <laughs> that no, Dove, Dove if, likes to throw around these words. He knows where his diagnosis is in the DSM. No, yeah, no, exactly. No, no, I, no, I know a little bit about it, but, but when you have a personality like, like that, it seems like most people with those kinds of disorders don't have families that are but that are intact and or supportive in the way that Trump's seem to. So what would account for this seeming togetherness on one side and this love from this group of people and also this narcissism? Because usually the two are not sort of, um, aren't able to happen at the same time. I think it's a good question. I know it's a good question. I think it is because I think usually you expect some rebellion against a guy who's so overbearing. Precisely. One of these kids should have gone off the The two non-psychological people like to make fun of my interest, but I'm going somewhere. No, you're right. But I I think, first of all, there's billions of dollars at play here. Yeah, So if you're one of his three oldest kids are you going to walk away from Absolutely. that oh, yeah. that that doesn't seem like a fair answer to me i, I think you got to give more credit it does that the, in other words they really do think their father's a, a dickhead but they're just pretending oh, to, to they be, love him they do they love do him. they yeah. do i mean this is there's also the kids each one of them separately told me that they had an us against the world kind of mentality that they you remember they went through that terrible scandal in the early 90s with Marla Maples right. and their mom, and, and the best sex I had or ever had is on the front page of the Post. They were really hurt by that, and, but they turned it outward. They blamed the media. They blamed everybody in the culture. Didn't one of them not talk to the dad for like a year? Donald Jr., Donald yeah. Jr. I mean, he was really mad, and of the three, I think he's the one most likely to dissent in the family. But they decided it was us against the world. And, you know, it's kind of nice if it comes along with jets and a mansion and helicopters and all that. And they can really do whatever they want to do in that company. So there's a lot of opportunity for that. I want to tell you why I I think I don't agree with you, even though I know nothing about it, you know everything about it. That I see again and again that people who know him like him. And have a pretty good opinion about him. Business There's just people, as many people uh, that don't know. No, I've heard about people in Atlantic City. I know guys that were building out there. I know a lot well, of people that, no, that's have, a, that know that, and have very negative experiences. That's a different thing. I'm, talk, I'm not talking about people he may have uh, done business with. He's got friends. With. I think he's got just as many enemies I mean, not, from everything I've read. But go for ahead. instance, this guy's been there. Where are all the people coming out to do newspaper interviews who worked for him? The countless people who worked for him and known him over the years coming out and telling how, how horrible this guy was, how crazy this guy was. Very are. few. Very, very, very few. few. You get a lot. Even though, where are the women who are complaining about how badly Donald Trump treated them? What, what, what he called one of them hun? I mean, the, 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 the stuff but that was... But being narcissistic... Wait, wait, let him answer. Let him answer. Well, you know, I think he does treat many of the people who work for him very well. If you go to work for him and you make it, you make more money than you would ever make anywhere else. You get more responsibility. You climb further and faster than you would in any other organization. There's a price to be paid for that. You, you're on duty 24 hours a day, and he drives people very hard. But that loyalty is true. People like there really is a loyalty there. On the other hand, he does screw a lot of small people. You know, if you can't litigate with him, he'll nickel and dime you to death. He won't pay you for months and months and months. He's driven lots of people out of business. So. It's a tough thing to, to analyze this and say, well, his family loves him. Some of his friends like him. That proves something. I'm not sure it proves anything. You know, I think it proves that he has a family. His kids love him. I hope my kids love me. But well, we, isn't one of them right me, there? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> there is one of them here, so she must love me. She seems a little shy. You know, so. <laughs> uh, business, I'm a business guy, not on his level, but uh, business can be pretty uh, hard-nosed, and it can be tough. And, um, you know, when one guy succeeds famously on a path where a lot of other people have not, uh, I'm very reluctant to say, but you know, he didn't, he didn't pay this uh, contractor. I don't know what happened with him and the contractor, and I don't know that he drove them out of business or, or he just made a better deal with them. You know, I remember my father made a deal with somebody here at one time, and dude, I don't know how to I encapsulate it, but the, there was an option on the deal where he could take another room, whatever, and in the end, my father made a good deal for himself. He, ex- he, he executed the deal exactly as it had been negotiated, and the other guy ended up out of business, kind of. This was only brought and, up in the context, though. And, he, wait, and the other guy yeah, was resentful. Right. 
But that you know, a deal was a deal. And but nobody's saying it proves something. We're just saying yeah. it counterbalances the idea that just because the people that you know that said they like him, there are there pro- may be just as many people that say that they have a problem with them. Not many. I don't. I don't see them. It, se- right. it seems oh, to me. I've met lots of them. Yeah, I mean, I mean they're, the, they're, the press is hungry for some but, but, story but, about the guy who worked but whatever for Trump. Problem, what, whatever. Listen, you, you have you have people come out of the Clinton White House and write books bashing Clinton. You have people coming out of the Obama White House. You don't have people coming out and writing these books. He, and he's been in business for 30 years. Well, first of all, you, you don't leave him without signing an NDA. And you don't leave him and without... And contractors don't write books. No, they don't. And, you know, I've, I've met lots of people that he's just run over. But here's the point you know, that... Uh, every, why can't he run over people? But here's the point is that whatever, whatever people are saying about him in terms of uh, his business practices, nobody seems to be saying that for which he is most criticized. That is to say, nobody's saying he's a racist. Nobody's saying he is, uh, he is a misogynist. I mean, these are the, the, nobody's saying Donald Trump, he, he's, he's bad for small businessmen because he doesn't uh, pay on time. They're saying he is a racist. Yeah, so is he a racist? He says racist things. Like what? Oh, have you watched the campaign? Don't you think the birther thing was racist? At heart, that birther thing was about there's a black guy in the White House. Well, that's yeah. I, I I don't. That's, well, your, that's your interpretation. That's your interpretation. I, I don't. What else? What else? Is but he isn't. But oh, what, before we enti- leave entirely the idea of a kind of hardcore narcissism, what is it about a human being that is a relentless marketer long after they can use the money? What is it about him that seems so extremely whatever it is that he is that other people aren't? Larry Silverstein is bigger than he is. There are the guys that related. Oh, there are plenty of, of people that yeah. are bigger than he is that aren't nearly. As, as this demonic pursuit of brand acknowledgement or something. There he, is something fucking strange. He can't stop. I mean, This is what know, I'm saying. He said to me that he will never reflect on his own life because he's afraid of what he would think. Yes, it's so, weird. So he's not even willing to think about himself in retrospect ever. Yeah, the inability so to apologize, the inability to acknowledge certain things, like the, the acknowledge... You know, having had a, 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 pr- a problem in a way that he takes responsibility for. Ever in his life. I mean, what the fuck I, is going on? But I think he doesn't feel that he has to be a human being in the way that you think people are human I beings. I guess not. But and, I like to think a president that's capable of foreign policy, you know, dip- well, diplomacy. That, you know, we started this conversation talking about whether he's actually a patriot. You know, does he actually have an investment in the American... That's a good question, too. Endeavor. Hard to believe. I'm, I'm not sure that he it does. I think he's a, he's a Trumpist. Yeah. He thinks Donald Trump is the smartest guy. All right. So you want to know whether he's racist or not? He thinks that his genes make him superior to everyone on earth. Well, that's a Trumpist, that. not a racist. Well, there's something wrong with a person who thinks that my genes, my mother and father, came together and created me. That's what makes me part of the superior group. Well, whatever's wrong think, with it is Michael, not... Michael Jordan doesn't feel that way? I think Michael Jordan would say it made me a great basketball player. Yeah. I don't think he'd say it makes me a superior human being. So Okay, but that's not racism. <laughs> I, it's, it's eugenics. All right, let, let me... I don't want to... Listen, I'm, I, I, don't want to ins- <laughs> I, I don't want you to get upset with anything I'm going to say. I no, mean, it's, it's okay. Also, but I think you're making a very weak case... For someone who uh, doesn't already have an opinion on this, if you had to demonstrate to a someone who was, you know, uh, uh, who who was coming to this clean, say, "Listen, this guy's a racist." Real? Oh, I didn't know. Why is he racist? Well, there was this birth of thing, and we all know that was kind of racist. And he thinks his genes make him true. That but is not. I didn't hear uh, Michael That's not a compelling saying, case for saying he's a racist. I didn't, but I didn't, I didn't hear didn't him say saying that he was a racist. I, I heard you guys asking he about says it. racist thing. Well, yeah. I said, "What did he say that was racist?" He's talking about the, the wall and the muscle, let, the Mexican let judge. Let him right. answer, okay. Dove. Right. Jesus. I think in the campaign, there's plenty of examples. You know, because I actually, I, his, I don't support Trump. His, oh, uh, but I actually don't think he said anything racist. His announcement. So here's how his announcement went. He had a few words that he wanted to say. He wanted to say Mexicans. Yeah. He wanted to say rapists. He wanted to say drug dealers. Yeah. It didn't matter that the rest of it was word salad. He's, his goal is to promote those three words. What is it? A wilted world, a wilted word salad is how Taranto describes it. If you see what, the way that he talks, if you write down a sentence, it makes no sense. Right. And, and he contradicts himself. This is Donald talking about ice cream. 
I really like chocolate, but today I had vanilla. I think it's my favorite flavor, but strawberries, <laughs> strawberries even better. That's pretty good. But his goal is to get those inflammatory words out there. And whether you think he's overtly racist or racist in his heart, I don't think matters. It's the desire to whip this up in people, to make sure... So do you have it? By the way, I think the Mexican rapist thing was as close to the line as anything he said. Uh, Do you think he's a racist? I don't think he is, to tell you the truth. I think that he's a bad guy. Right. Fair enough. Right. He's a Trumpist. I don't right. think he cares. If you're black and you can help him, help him. He doesn't care. No, but you're this, black. This, is not this is what happens to me as a as a guy who doesn't support him and and thinks essentially what you start out with that the guy is just psychologically not something's not right. I can't see him as president. But then I find myself with this urge to defend the guy all the time, even when he talked about the the Mexican judge of his thing, which was a stupid thing to say, and and totally self centered. I said, well, and he, but when he says, was it to Jake Tapper? He said, listen, the judge is a Mexican. I'm building a wall. Right. Like, what don't you understand? Like, I was like, yeah, he's right. That's not a racist thing to say. If I were Donald Trump, I wouldn't want a Mexican judge. You well, know? He's, yeah. he is, I agree. You know, and you're yeah. right. Everything is self-referential. So when he goes to Scotland and yes. the Brexit vote happens, yeah. his initial thought is good for me. Yeah. Because yeah. more, more people are going to come to my golf well, course. Or worse, when he congratulates himself after Orlando right. when he tweets. This is why, uh, this is really the essence of why I think he'd be a terrible president. He's really not but self-aware. That's, that's kind of what I was saying about the psychological disposition seeming not right. Yeah, but but here the 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 one of the world leading experts on him, world's leading experts yes, on him, yes. in when push says, "No, I don't really think he's a racist." Yeah. Yet, the entire country, half the country, is is rallying against this guy under the banner. This guy is a racist. And when you ask him, "Well, why is he a racist?" they can't answer it any better than you do. Which is something well, wrong. I, I don't Some, know. Something is wrong there too. I have something, a theory. When, when half the country wants to smear a guy and call him a racist, and they can't even give you a solid example. But you have to you have to agree that he's gone a lot further than any candidate we've had since George Wallace toward whipping up this division in people. George Wallace sure. for our yeah. for our listeners. Uh, no, <laughs> I, no, because because. Uh, the, the Can I just tell our listeners that yeah. who may not be familiar with Governor Wallace, we're not talking about <laughs> no, you're the right. African-American yeah. comedian. <laughs> we're talking about the, the, the segregationist governor of, of uh, Georgia, I believe. No, no, Alabama. Alabama. And he famously said, segregation now, yeah. segregation tomorrow, and segregation forever. forever. Right. That was a famous uh, quote of his. To be, to be fair, you, the, 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 what you just said assumes that... One of my so- earlier jokes, by the way, was... My impression of Governor Wallace doing the weather. Precipitation now, precipitation tomorrow, <laughs> precipitation forever. Because they never got a laugh. Yeah. Hope folks no. didn't know if you had a room full of authors, it might have gotten a laugh. No, but. I like, I like it. it. it, it wow, well, you are an educated man. And, your, but your, your average comedy glower doesn't know who Governor Wallace was. Your statement, is, uh, it, it assumes that people agree with your position. In other words, if I feel that, listen... Uh, you know, I have a contracting business. I can't compete anymore. I'm out of the job, and I live in a border town, and it's, and it's a nightmare, and, and, and rape and yeah. everything has, has gone up. Or, I'm, or I live in Germany, and rape has gone up by 20 times. Uh, I think this immigration thing is really a problem. Then but he's not whipping it up. He's actually talking about right. a real issue. So what's the data on Mexican immigration? It's down. It's down for the last eight years in a row. No, he's talking about the, what's already here. He, he, he's, he's concerned about the fact that there's, whatever, 15 right, and, million. And at what rate do those people break the law? At a lower rate than what uh, citizens. They actually... You know, yeah, I agree with you. You know, this is all kind of... There's, there's a lot of red herrings being thrown around here. Yes. These, these are actually... Every politician rather, has red herrings. Right, they, but they you'd they rather on drive herrings. on the right. road with a Mexican, an illegal Mexican immigrant or an undocumented yeah. immigrant. What, what, what I'm saying is that Anybody, I find them adorable on the, on the whole. And, and anybody, <laughs> most of them, most of them. Anybody who wanted to raise the issue, look, the country is uh, changing. The character of the country is changing in a way that we did not vote on. It's happening. Uh, as a matter of fact, if we could have voted on it, we would have voted against it. And any candidate who wanted to raise that issue was going to be called a racist. There is no way to to talk about that issue yeah, without there the is. left. No, you can there talk is not. about it without saying we're going to build a wall and make Mexico pay for it. You can talk about but, it without saying rapist 
the, the, rape, uh, the, rape, the, rape, the rapist thing is the one right. thing he, he should, it's inexcusable. I don't, and I know his family wanted him to, to retract it. He never did. But are you saying that if not for that, I mean, the wall, why can't we build a wall? Look, we, our country has had waves of immigrants, the Jews, the Italians, the Irish. We never voted on it. It's never, it's, our country isn't organized around voting on no, who it was can legal. come in. It was it's legal. Constant, part of our constitution. You know, you can... Well, there, there, there have been, uh, I mean, the, the, the last major piece of immigration legislation, that would be the 18, with the 1965 uh, Immigration Act, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how that came to be. Uh, that wasn't voted on directly by the people. So, but, but, uh, you know, half of us have family who came here undocumented or didn't get Not illegal, undocumented and illegal, two different things. Right. But they didn't I, have, they didn't, wasn't required then. I think that this is a very difficult issue to talk about without stepping over those lines. And Donald is that's, not the guy to saying. do it. No, you he's know, not it, the guy to do it. But but I don't. But I haven't seen anybody who's been able to do it. But if your point is that the environment is extremely politically correct and it's very difficult to broach these issues without be, you know being subject to you know being called uh, you know names that simplify your position, of course that's the case. Yeah. And in addition to that, he does seem to rankle people in a way that others don't regardless of the language he's using. Well, and he loves it. I mean, uh, yeah. this is what's so st difficult for me to watch in his rallies is it feels like they're going to that the violence is going to happen and when it does happen, he doesn't really take responsibility for it. Yeah, that's, it's like, that's another big one. Go ahead, cold cock that guy as he's coming up the steps. You know, it's, uh, I don't know what that's all about. I've never seen it before. Yeah, I, you know, I, I, uh, I'm even torn about that, but, but anyway, what, what about, is he a sexist? I think he's an old-fashioned sexist, yeah. I mean, I, if you think of sexist as women are primarily sex objects and they're there for me to gaze upon and enjoy that way, yeah, but he also will respect a woman's intellectual abilities, their business abilities. Um, you know, he's the guy who said that, you know, you're doing all right if you've got a really nice piece of ass next to you. Oh. You know, and this is... That's what Dove says. <laughs> right. That's what every I, guy knows. Uh, right, oh. right. He's j he will just say kind of crude... Uh, he's vulgar. Frat house kind. He's a very vulgar now, let's, guy. Is he vulgar? Is he vul I mean, that's... I always... But I, vulgar doesn't really make you sexy. Not no, it doesn't. necessarily, no. I, I, I like... I, like he's, he, called, he told... Uh, he said that Hillary was schlonged. And that was, I said... <laughs> yeah. I said, that's not... He's just vulgar. I thought the comment yeah. about the Mexican lawyer was vulgar. I thought the comment... Yes, every, yeah. I, to me, it's all... All of... All of this shows a vulgarity well, of personality. But isn't... And it, it does not show racism or sexism because... He talks this way and says these kind of things about everybody, well, about about Rand Paul's hair, about Marco <laughs> Rubio's ears, or whatever it is. His yeah. fingers. Uh, yeah, about, right. about, so, so it's not as if he says, well, you know, he's really... He's yeah. really measured, except when he talks about black people. He, it's not that. It's just as the way this is a universal. But isn't the bigger attack. isn't the bigger issue that he is not genuinely racist or sexist? He isn't. Nor, or is he an ideologue? He's somebody whose self-interest reigns so supreme that anybody or anything that substantiates his objectives, they're okay. You can't be a race. A racist actually has a kind of. There's a code. There's yeah, a. Yeah, there's a kind yeah. of. He doesn't care what color you are. If you help, he'll give money to Democrats. He'll give money to Republicans. I think that's you could, a good point. I, absolutely. And that's yeah. what's a little bit scary when I mean, you have you, a constitution. If you read uh, Art of the Deal, you get the feeling that he's, uh, on the contrary, that he's not a racist, not a sexist, and not, not a homophobe. You know, he seems to... No, and that's what's so strange, too, is I actually think his gut is pretty liberal. Yeah, I do he's, too. he doesn't really give a crap about. And Roy Cohn was one of his best friends. Right. He was a yeah. homo lifelong and he, homosexual, and he knew right. he was homosexual. Well, yeah. he, he took care of him when he was dying. Yeah. He put him up in a hotel. So I what, mean, this is—it's a very complex picture. And I think what you're talking about—it's it, all about what's good for Donald. Yes. And the strange thing is that he thinks that he's best for everybody too. So he would be the best president because he's the best person, period. So, so two, more, two more questions I have now. Well, that I, I, bring my I have wife a, I have a um, yeah. question yeah. as well. Should I, should I do it now? Yeah, should go I? ahead. Well, uh, I'd like to know, it's something you might have uh, more uh, intimate knowledge of than, than the general population because you've spoken to the family. What do you make of his relationship with Ivanka Trump? Some have suggested uh, that has a, a sexual... Um, <laughs> a sexual... Uh, and by some, he means... Dan no, 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 not me. But the, a big joke. A lot of 
uh, comedic hay has been made out of uh, the fact that Donald said that if... if a lot I, of it. If, well, <laughs> quite, that if Ivanka was not my daughter, I'd be dating her. And a lot of people have made a lot of... Uh, jokes about that, and then there is a... That's not incestuous. I, mean, I didn't say it was incestuous, but... but, do, you but he, he, do you think he wants to bang his daughter? No, I think he thinks that his daughter being beautiful and sexy is good for marketing. Yeah. You know, yep. this, this is a marketing thing. It's, it, he wants to call attention to her and say, by extension, you know, I'm... In his office, he's surrounded by beautiful women. It's like walking onto a set of a TV show or a movie... <laughs> It's yes, really what, what what an ass. <laughs> like really. But so isn't then isn't then the, the grand question well, is being a narcissist and being an effective leader are they mutually exclusive? Not necessarily. I mean that's right. what I mean this is so interesting. This is such an ambiguous situation. There's now a lot of talk in the professions, the psychiatric profession and psychology that narcissism is functional. That yeah. it's not really a, good for a jet a, pilot. Well, it's not necessarily dysfunctional in our culture. You know, we're well. All, Bill Clinton was clearly a narcissist. Uh, most presidents probably have been. So this is but all especially this, Bill Clinton. Right, all, absolutely. All the elements. Yeah. But, yeah. No, yeah, I mean, yeah. want to. I just we're kind of a oh, little you know, bit. So, you know. so the question. The last the, the the last two questions were: for, Is he a good businessman? He's a good deal maker. I don't think he's interested in running businesses. That's what's so interesting. This is I said a the guy, same thing. It's why he failed at the airline. It's why he failed at casinos. He gets bored. Yeah. So he makes good deals. When he can hand it off to somebody who can run it, it works. And when he can't, it doesn't work. That's yeah. He, he makes deals. So I think he's a, so I, I mean, you have to define what a good businessman is, but I think that yeah. makes him a good businessman. Yeah. I, I mean, if you read, again, if you read The Art of the Deal, and you read all the different moving parts to some of the deals that he went through, and he, and and he was this was he's not bullshitting this. I mean, he, you you can read it, and you know this was really going on. Yeah, yeah. And and it's pretty amazing. He pulled rabbits out of hats in a way that was quite impressive to me. And that's that's no amateur, you know. Well, he was the first one who was too big to fail, actually. Yeah. He. That's, and that's right. Pretty yeah. brilliant. Yeah. You know, the banks knew that if they stuck with him, they might get it back. And that but was also his idea about debt. About yes. our debt, the idea that there, it's too big to just, if we default, they're just going to renegotiate better terms. Right. Yeah. Well, it's, it's an unconventional way of thinking, but it, it's worked for him. You can't argue it. You can't argue it, yeah. right? And so then, then the final question is, is uh, if he were to become president, is there any chance that he could be a good president? I think we'd have to pray. You know, pray. I, I think that... The, the one thing that could save us is that it would be unbearable for him to be considered a bad president. So, <laughs> so he That's might, true. to spare himself the humiliation, and this is a really important point about Donald, is the thing he fears most is shame and humiliation. And if, if he can do it well by surrounding himself with the right people, listening to them, he'll abandon every policy he's suggested so far. Yeah, right. I mean, right. it, it really, it, it's about his That's performance. That's a good thing. It is a good thing, yeah. you know, and, and so I think that's why people say, well, I might take a try with this guy because he's not that bad. You so know, you think he, he what well, you put it, 75-25 uh, he'd be a disaster, 80-20? I'd give him 25% chance of being okay. Of being I, okay. Yeah, I don't think he understands the world at all. Or he doesn't even seem to want to. That's, what, that's so disturbing. <laughs> but, you know, he can hire people who understand the world, and I would hope he'd listen to them. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I'll I, tell you this about about, Michael D'Antonio. Yeah. I wish he were my daddy. <laughs> all right. Seems like but, such a but, nice guy. So I want to I <laughs> bring my, my wife on. You're welcome, actually, to stay in Juanita. Come here, Buy sweetheart. the book, The Truth About Trump, Truth available about Trump. from right. Thomas Dunn Books. I, I'm actually fascinated by your, your take on him because, uh, on the one hand, clearly you, ha you have a pretty negative opinion about him, but you do give him begrudging respect on matters oh, and I, that I like. Every review said, you know, I treat him so fairly it almost hurt the reviewer's heart. You know, because he does have parts of him that are very admirable. You know, you can't... He's certainly resilient. Yeah. I've, this guy's been up and down and achieved more in his lifetime than most people could do in three and lifetimes. And Bill Clinton was a much more relatable narcissist. He was a guy that could apologize and feel empathy and, and really communicated that on a number of levels. Trump doesn't really do that. 
A lot of it is lip service when he talks about other people or poor people or these people. Bill Clinton feels it on some level. He loves the uneducated. Yeah, I love the uneducated. I love the. There is no ideology. There's only himself. Uh, that, that, you know, I love rapists. We, if rapists are both from. I love them too. I, I think we all have to admit that when he says something, I love the uneducated. There's my African American. This, this is, this is just his awkward way of talking. I, I, I mean, I don't think it, you could read anything into that. I don't. The I don't. truth the, about when Trump. he said Megyn Kelly about blood coming out of her eyes. Did you think he was referring to her menstrual period? Or? I, he wasn't talking about her eyes. He said he coming out of her. You know what? He is a little obsessed with menstruation. That ah. is, it's an issue. Why'd you hold him. back on this? Because <laughs> <laughs> your daughter was here? <laughs> you can read about... Hey, let's see why you shut up there. Come on. We have a scoop here. <laughs> no, this is a guy who's very concerned about women's bodies. He, he had the issue of the woman who wanted to breastfeed. She was a lawyer for the other side, and he got all freaked out because he said it was disgusting. Uh, but, we looked into this. What did we decide, about, Stephen, about this woman with the breastfeeding thing? That... What, what do we what do we finally decide about that? We didn't come to any. What what do we what do we determine? <laughs> the decision it, wasn't made. Well, maybe the decision is Donald wasn't breastfed himself, so that might be the problem. No, there was like something weird with the story that she was going to breastfeed in front of him, or she wanted to be excused. No, no, to no, there was a breast pump. That's what it was. It was it, she wanted. It, it wasn't breastfeeding. She wanted it was a pump. Breast pump. She, that's what it was. She wanted. <laughs> have you ever seen a breast pump? My my uh, wife is pumping. Yeah, he goes. Oh my he God. goes <laughs> Eh, eh. I mean, it's really, it's disturbing. It's like milking a cow. Why would you want to do that in front of someone? Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's off-putting. It well, truly is. maybe it was a, a tactic she was using. Maybe she had a sense. You know, he does have that germophobia thing, and I felt some compassion for him. You know, you go in, and the first thing you want to do is shake his hand to see if he'll do it. And he's trained himself. He can do it. He just he just winces. The truth. He, he, he wipes to. it out. On, wipes it off on his pants. The yeah, truth that about works. Trump, Michael <laughs> D'Antonio. Are you married, by the way? I am. How many years? Uh, Thirty-eight. Thirty-eight years. Wow. This is my I'm wife impressed. Juanita of six years. Who, was, who, who might not be thirty-eight? She's four. No, she's forty. <laughs> I like him. She's forty-two. <laughs> she's forty-two. Looks good, right? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we've been together for 20 years. Act. Proof 20 of gnome sexism. We've been together 21 years, 8 months, and 6 days. Unbelievable. But, and today's your anniversary. And so. today's, and today's my, our, well, we, we, our wedding married anniversary. For six I, well, Dove and I were both at their wedding. Uh, the so wedding, that was yeah. 6 years ago already? 6 years yeah. ago today. 6 years. Mazel tov. Wow, that, Mazel tov. Uh, <laughs> and uh, what is the secret to a lasting marriage, Well, sir? first of all, you can. that's like asking... Uh, uh, Mayweather, what's the secret to being a uh, heavyweight or well, what is he? Middleweight? He's a welterweight. He, he could tell you, but you ain't going to do it. <laughs> that's, so, that's so true. Now, 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 now Michael so D'Antonio could tell you how he, you're not Michael D'Antonio. Yeah. I, spent, I spent 30 minutes, 30 minutes I yeah. spent with this man, and you are no Michael D'Antonio. This is the sweetest, most lovable guy I've ever seen. Yeah, he's a wonderful, <laughs> evenly balanced gentleman and, with and a if keen you don't believe mind me, and a good heart. If you don't believe me, ask his daughter. She'll vouch for me. Yeah. Yep. 30, 38 years. I still years. love to hear his advice, yeah. What, yeah. How, what's yeah. your secret to, to a lasting marriage? Because Dub just got married two weeks yeah. ago. Huh. Yeah, a month ago, yeah. You really got to stick with it. You can't walk away when, when things are tough. You know, I think people get into a conflict or have a disagreement that matters to them. It's uh -huh. a serious issue. And they think, well, this is a deal breaker. Getting in touch with our own vulnerability. Yeah, so what is a deal? Well, I married a therapist, a Jewish therapist. So uh, I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm in uh, residential care. That's yeah. <laughs> you're, you're in, oh, you're, yeah, yeah, you live with you. So, so are you saying that, the, uh, sweetheart, really? Do you have to? It's Tatiana. Oh, go, Their go, nanny go. is calling, so oh, hopefully there's not this no my, urgency this is, our, this is our au pair. Au pair. That's uh, like an au pair is a nanny that I guess is from, from uh, Western Europe instead of Eastern. I mean, how does that work? Do an you, au pair. So, are you saying is this that the secret to a long marriage is to just to stay married? That's essentially what you're yeah, saying. Don't, yeah, I mean, don't don't give up. For, don't give up for, for, for Pete's sake. You know, look around you. Does anybody else have it easier and better? I doubt it. You know, that's a. Funny oh, I thought you were going to say, can you do you see anybody better? <laughs> no, no. I mean, it's it's a. It's a commitment. You I know, think you, so. What you're saying is acknowledge that that it's crap all over the place, <laughs> and so you're, you might as well stay where you're at. That's the pessimistic I, way of saying. But there's some truth to that. Why do you want to leave the foxhole when there's uh, people no, being mowed right, down? Right, the, they're being mowed down there. Yeah. I, I, you know, you find that the person who's crazy fits with your crazy. 
Well, know, it's the old boredom loneliness uh, the debate. You know, single uh, is uh, lonely. Boredom, our own Dub Davidoff, who's this gentleman here? Yeah, uh, yeah. Is, has is recently married. Yeah, and he was the all-time booty I went hound. Through couples therapy, you know, and I got in touch with a lot of things that Noam doesn't. They, they, once I get psychological, oh, please. Things, we went, we went to couples therapy. therapy. There you go. Well, we went twice. You and got then no right I to an opinion. I was hysterical crying. You had a bad guy. You got no right no, to an opinion. No. If you went for a year, give me your opinion. First of all, she was a great therapist. No, she wasn't. Well, <laughs> there you go. You went well, twice. She, she gave you a massage during our <laughs> session. That's right. not a great therapist. Yeah, if so you had one wackadoo, that she, doesn't mean yeah, that you know the whole sure. profession is. She, everybody's got to. She gave me a foot massage. What? Well, it's more is like family the therapy. Cause yeah, that's son. absolutely true. She gave me a foot massage. She says, she she oh she says, I, I, she says, I have to tell you, I feel really bad for you. <laughs> <laughs> Happy anniversary, one day. I know. She said, you, she said, you're really stressed that she gave me a foot what massage. What no one did. No, she was like, I'm learning the art of uh, reflexology. Let me take off your shoe. Let me. And I sat there and started to cry. And I was like. I'm literally gonna fucking lose it. Yeah. It was like I left, and it was like I called her up. I was like, I'm done. We're like, yeah. it's over. I think and what Noam did. Yeah. Yeah, we had another therapist. Go ahead. Yeah. No, I think what Noam did that you know I think was a very good move in terms of keeping marriage together is he he waited till he was like almost fifty to get married. So you know he didn't. In other words, he didn't. Right. Uh, his 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 his, his uh, sex heavy thirties. I had to wait till my T level hit a certain. He uh, had to right, wait, right, wait right, till right. his right. sex drive was not uh, outrageous before getting married. Well, there's something said. To be said for now, having now, that. Now, Dove Davidoff yeah. was the down. ultimate poonhound. You didn't know Dove back in the day. He still you would have, If you did, you well, would have written a book. just by looking at You him. would have written a book. You would have, because... You would have written a book. <laughs> <laughs> He's a loot. Uh, because Trump's he had pulled times. moves that you would not decide. No one left to lie to. No. Yeah. Oh, my God. I could say the same thing about you. Take it easy, sweetheart. Go ahead. Donald, you know, I mean, you never heard the story about through. him and the. Michael D'Antono doesn't care about the story about me and a taxi <laughs> no, cab that got the broads really to pull care. over. No, he doesn't <laughs> care. No, I, I wasn't going to talk about the taxi cab. I, the story we told last time Dub was on the show about how he was in, in a, a hotel story, in Vegas. Yeah. It's a long story. I met my first longtime girlfriend in a threesome, though. Yeah. If, I mean, yeah, if that's, that's indicative of anything. That's nothing compared to the hotel story. But <laughs> yeah. you listen to the other, if you want. If you're interested, you listen to the uh, last <laughs> yeah. episode Dub did with yeah. us. That's what you want to use your time doing. Um, I don't, Mike, where are you from, Mike? New Hampshire, originally. I, you know, it had to be New Hampshire. <laughs> That's such, a, such a decent way about it. It had to be. Nobody that nice is, is going to be from... <laughs> Not from New York. But from, I, from this part Vermont of the or the Hampshire? you got two places. The Shire. The maybe Shire. Maine or, or Halifax. <laughs> so I lived in Maine for a while. Nova yeah. Scotia. I don't know. What, what's the name? The, Ar the Armenian uh, uh, campaign manager for President Bush Sr. Then his son is the governor of New Hampshire. Oh, Sununu. Sununu, yeah. 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 Sununu. He's a tough... Uh, He's from Shire? Oh, and, and, you know, one of the big presidential scandals involved a guy from New Hampshire. You, you're much too young to remember, but involved a, a Vicuna coat. His name was Sherman M. Adams. Took a coat. He was Ike's uh, chief of staff. Lost a job for it. Oh, anyway. and, and 20, you know, 30 years later, Johnny Carson calls Donald Trump and says, Donald, there's a Vicuna coat missing from my closet. Oh, wow. And two of your guys were in my apartment. They stole my coat. Now, Trump says, I know those guys. They wouldn't steal your coat. They're from Queens. They don't know what a Vicuna coat is. Johnny says, no, I want them fired. Those guys stole my coat. So Donald's telling me the story, and I'm thinking the punchline is, I stood up to Johnny. I said, I'm not going to fire my guys. The end of the story is, of course, I fired them. Wow. Wow. See, that bothers me. It bothered me, too. You know, and I yeah. left. I had a guy with me, you know, as a witness. And we get down to the bottom of the, the elevator and we look at each other like, can you believe he told us that? <laughs> this is going in the book. It, it is something endearing about the fact that he told you, but it, uh, that's, not, that's not a nice thing to do. Well, there's well, a lot of endearing things about a lot of people that you don't want to be president. It's strange. You know, I, th I kept thinking the punchline is going to be I stood up for my guys. Right. But no, he said that's celebrity. You have to do what the celebrity wants. I mean, it, you know, <laughs> it's very forthright. It is. And uh, th there are a lot of people would have done the same thing that he did when Johnny Carson, and most of them would not have admitted it to you. Right. And it's a tough call. What that says about a person is, is the guy who just admits it, and it's like, you know, warts and all, this is who I am, that's what I did. Or is it, does it, is it show more psychological health to know better than to admit it because at least you're more self-aware. I don't know. It's a str you know, that's what's so odd about him. I think he thinks he never did anything wrong in his life. So telling the story, it's like, well, 
I did it, so it must have been the right thing. My wife accuses me of exactly the same thing. <laughs> yeah. Have you, have you um, by the way, ever seen a show here, Michael, here at the uh, Comedy I, Club? Are you I try and stay tonight. Yeah, please do. Well, yeah. Do you have any, um, do, do you watch comedy stand-up at all? Do you have any comedic favorites? Well, you know, I do love Chris Rock. I like Louis C.K. Um, they're, they're, they both come here a lot. Mainstream. You're the only one who ever called him Louis. <laughs> Everybody else calls him Louis C.K. He's got this one. What does he call himself? I Louis C.K.? Louis, Louis. Yeah, Louis. In fact, I think he spells it L O U I E. I, I no, don't know. There's an S there. Yeah, often there's an S, yeah. yeah. Well, but yeah. He's, he does say Louis, but you said Louis, so I Louis. don't know what that says about you necessarily. I, that I'm not too savvy when it comes to comedy. But you know, uh, Ann Coulter is somebody I have to imagine is not your favorite. Person. Is it an act? That's well, no, it's not know. an act. No. It's not. It's not an act, her. but she is a nice lady. She was here last week at the show, and do you know her, her, who her by, I wouldn't say by far, but clearly her favorite comic on that particular show Dan was? Dan Natterman. Was you? It was Dan yes. Natterman. Yes. Wow. I'm, not, I'm not surprised. Yes. So, you know. Oh, she's brilliant, and you know, she can really talk. Um, she's a big defender of Joe McCarthy. I think she wrote a book about how he was right. She's so. a big defender of Donald Trump? Yeah. The, yeah. the truth is, she's a very nice lady. She is. Uh, she is a very nice lady. You know, yeah, I've, I've yet to see her. She comes here with some regularity, and I've, and I've seen her just melt the, the most uh, sure and Coulter haters into jelly. They all walk away just totally charmed by this woman. Well, I think we all have to be able to talk to each other, don't we? I mean, you know, one of the things that is wrong is everybody thinks, well, if you're, if you're against me politically, I'm going to be against you as a human being. That's a big thing and that's wrong. And, and there's no evidence to suggest... Because I think a lot of people would assume that she was racist, when in fact, she hangs out with black people. Sherrod <laughs> <laughs> Small, Sherrod Small, who's a comedian that works here regularly, is a dear friend of hers. Um, I believe she used to be good friends with Jimmy Walker from uh, Good Times. Because he's a conservative. And, is he really? and, yeah. and her, 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 I think her boyfriend is, is a Jewish uh, gynecologist. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, well, I don't know if they're dating or they just hang out together. No, they've been together a long okay, time. Okay, so, so this is not time. the portrait of a woman who is... Who is um, and she tipped our Islamic waiter. You wouldn't believe the tip she left. But she didn't know he was Islamic. No, so. she didn't. I told her. Because we were discussing, and I said... We were discussing immigration. I said, you know, Maroop is Islamic, and he, and, and he was representative of the vast majority of uh, Muslims that I've met, which are they're, they're very, very nice people. Of right. course. And, you know, and so that was... So she knew he was Muslim, and the tip she left... Was, was outstanding. By the way, you, uh, you, not to, you, you declined to offer even the Muslim ban as evidence that he was racist. Was that an oversight on your part, or you don't think it's racist? I think it's xenophobic. You know, I'm not sure that he's against Muslims, period. I think he's just crude. You know, yeah. he, he, I think of him as a guy who's kind of lurching around like Gulliver, you know, and he wants to do something, wants the attention. Every day he wakes up looking at how he can exploit the news cycle. And he is good at it. I mean, I, I started in the news business, and he is really good at making a story go to the top. If uh, his supporters wanted more open immigration, do you think he would just be for more open immigration? It's whatever, wherever the power lies, isn't it, in a way? I think if he thought he could get those votes. Right. You know, so when he says that he's going to go for... Hispanic votes. I think he wants to go for them. Yeah. And I think if that requires him saying, you know, we're going to moderate this in this way and that way, and I'm not talking about you and your family. I'm talking about the bad guys. Don't, he could do that. I could imagine. Yeah. That. I, I think he. Yeah. I think he really means that. I, I mean, you know, there's an aspect. I don't. I don't want to get back into it or not. But there's an aspect of Donald Trump which not the way he speaks, not calling the Mexicans rapists. God forbid. You know, this kind of real. Stuff that I it just uh, makes you not want to go near him, but a guy who who uh, who's you know a little bit older than I am, who sees the country changing, who like I've talked about this many times. Like my father was an immigrant, but he was he felt that George Washington was his forefather. You know, he he bled red, white, and blue. Now I'm very, very familiar with the attitudes of like my Mexican employees and my, my that is not their attitude. They're fantastic. But I asked them, I said, well, Tony, you know, if uh, yeah. America had to go to war, you think you would say, no, I'm going back to Mexico. Yeah. No, really, right. this is, th th I mean, it is a totally different attitude. And I think that's part of what he's responding to, that there's not a melting pot anymore, that 
when he says make America great again, everybody, I don't think that's racist. When I was a kid, the general attitude was to be proud of your country. We felt good about ourselves and confidence in ourselves. The general attitude now is be careful not to teach the kids that we're great, you know, in schools. Columbus, make sure you bring out how terrible Columbus was. Make sure, make sure they know that what we did to the black people. Make sure they know what we did to the Indians. And, and I'm not against all that. But there's but a Obama kind of, wants the same thing. I, there's no? just a, a kind of total. So you have immigrants who don't want to be necessarily become American, and it's exacerbated by the fact that they can text home, and they, it's not like right. they left the home country never to return. They can go back anytime they want. They can call for free from their cell phone. There's no, there's no separation. Western Europe is going through this they, right now. Coming from countries, yeah. coming from countries that are raised on an anti-American ideal. In Mexico, they are not fond of American-American history. In the Arab world, they're not fond of American-American history. We are, we are the villains in those nations. And, 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 and all these things add up into what, what, what a reasonable person can say is, you know, this may not come out well. It didn't come out so well in Yugoslavia. It doesn't come out so well between the French and the uh, whatever the other ones are in Canada. You know, just because you have multiple nations living together doesn't mean it's all going to work. More often than not, it doesn't work. And if it is going to work, it probably does depend on the mentality of the people wanting to be one nation. Well, it does. And, but and I, we I, don't have that now. I think what you're talking about, though, is also that it's a much more complex world than your father entered as an immigrant. Right. People know a lot more about the good and bad. You know, this is all post-Watergate, post-Nixon. We've uh, we've come, our innocence is gone, right? Post Vietnam, and we see we have been the bad guys a lot of the times. So yeah. if, what nation if, hasn't? Right. If you go to Iran and you talk to the people there, they love American culture, but they hate what we did to their country, and there's a reason why they're mad at us. So it's it's almost like we're we have to have a new model for how to get along. I and have the answer, by the way, if you want to know. I actually I actually emailed Ann Coulter to tell Donald Trump. But I didn't get anywhere about it. <laughs> which is that this is he, what I understand. You interpret everything that he says, but that's not what he's saying. He didn't explain it in that way. That's what you're saying. That's not what Trump is saying. See what I go through? <laughs> he didn't get, he's not no, explaining right. himself in that way. That's how you're interpreting yes. it. But, uh, People interpret it in many well, different Donald ways Trump, what yes, he's saying. Yes. Yeah, she's right. And, okay. and he is a little bit of a Rorschach that way. But I, I, so I don't necessarily know that's what he's saying. I, I, my answer is... That every and this was John Stewart's suggestion. It goes from the left and the right. There, sh there should be mandatory service on this nation. Oh, like Sebastian Younger just said that yeah. in the travel book as well. There should be mandatory service and, and and yeah. So such that if you're thinking about going to live in America, you have to say okay, but I'm gonna have to send yeah. my kids to the. That if you do get there, Muslim, black, whatever it is, you spend a year or two really learning to hang out with people other than yourself to become one nation. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. It and, also satisfies and, the psychological and need. It will, for yeah. the people who really don't feel good about this country, it, they will self-deport. They'll say, fuck it, I'm, I'm out of here. I'm not sending my kids. And that's a good thing, too. So we be left with people you know, the at least who are willing to want to... What's that? The instance of PTSD claims in Israel is around 10%, even though they see action at a much higher percentage than we do militarily. 10% of our military sees action. 50% of our military claims PTSD-related benefits. What, what Sebastian Younger in yeah, the, the yeah. book Tribal is boiling that down to is a lack of a, a communal experience around service. That's right. When you come back here and you're isolated and you're the guy with that experience and that guy isn't, it creates conditions that manifest more in some PTSD-related no, stuff. I mean, it, there's something like 3% of our country provides the military service. Yes. That's right. Crazy. I mean, and, I and it, it is crazy, and it yeah. and it also makes it very easy to go to war when no one has skin in You're the on. game, as yeah. the yeah. businessman would say. But I, so I, I thought of this would, would be a way for Donald Trump to put a positive spin on on things, uh, and I, but uh, you know, well, no, what and, and, and didn't even answer my emails. What, what you're talking <laughs> about is also the opposite of what George Bush said when we had 9/11. He said, "Go shop." Everybody was waiting for someone to call us to serve. We right. wanted to come together and do something for our country, and there was nothing to do. Yes. And uh, you know, if you think about providing that for people, I, I don't know who could get away with proposing it and, and enacting it, but it would be a great thing. And Tr quickly, could. and quickly, yeah. when you hear when you hear a big part of Trump's platform is America's going down the tubes. We're getting killed by everybody. How much of that is substantiated by actual statistics? Uh, what does that mean? The trade deals and stuff. I don't know. 
No, it, there, there's, I mean, we've always been going down the tubes. It's like every generation is going to hell. The older people always think that the young right. people but the, are no, a there, mess. There, there is something, and I've, I've told this story in the show before. Like, I'm not saying had, there isn't. We, I'm saying is it that dramatic? No, this, well, this, is, in, this is in a nutshell. business. We, I saw it, and, and it, it was really powerful. We, we were getting some work done in our house, and we had the local like white contractor who's, when I was growing up in that town, his kid would have been in my high school class. He would have been friends. He'd been like middle class, upper middle class guy. Uh, he came and gave us an estimate, whatever it was. And then, what was his name? Jose. Jose came <laughs> and gave us an estimate for less than half. Yes. So, of course, we went with Jose. Yeah, but... And that guy, the, the white guy, that I am sure he's voting for Trump. He is seeing his whole life just ripped from him in a way that's well, not fair... And, no, and Noam loves to tell this story, but, it's, but, but, that but is, you don't that, really know. That is the Trump. But, but you don't know in this particular instance, that white guy might have been so busy with other shit that he gave you a high quote. If he really needed the job, he wouldn't have quoted no, that. Dan, no, no, nobody Dan, gives a no, high quote to get no, rid of you. No, Dan. That's, that's <laughs> they give you a high quote because what that's what. What kind of Jew are you? I don't they, understand. They give, well, no, Dan's going to give you a, like high, a hotel occupancy rate. They're they give you a high quote, quote because that's what up. they're getting. No, you call no, me no, for a Everyone tries to get the highest price that they can possibly get. Yeah, but they also bid what they think is realistic. Listen, the fact is. Because he's getting it apparently. Why would he bid it? I'm sure in Westchester and Greenwich, he gets it. But I'm from Brooklyn and I'm not going to pay that. But either way, when Trump says we're all going down the tubes, he's not talking about this one specific well, I, issue. That's a, that's a segment of the, of the larger it, experience. It, what does that mean? We're all going down but the it, tubes. But trades no, deals. but it's the same. It, it's in a, in a similar way. It's what happens when a, a, a factory goes overseas or a test. There 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 are people all over the country sure. who are basically lost what they had. How do you make a living in this country well, anymore from your strong back? Things, things How do you do that? Become very much more disrupted, and and the pace of disruption is much faster. So you could have a skill that works in the year 2002, and by 2008, nobody wants that skill anymore. Uh, do, do, I mean, that is scary. T Tony Blair yeah. said on TV today, I thought he said it nice. He says he's he's riding the anger, but off, but but offering no solutions. Do Dr. Antonio, right. You, right. I, I, have, I, I have an example of a skill that used to make you could make a very very good living uh, at this skill. Stand-up stand comedy. <laughs> in this place. In the, in the, in the 80s, you didn't even have to be funny. Yeah. You could have, four, uh, say, <laughs> 10 to 15 minutes of funny jokes and 30 minutes of, of filler. And you'd be go on to Johnny Carson, and you go on the road, and you make a lot of money. Now, these cucarachas, they're coming from everywhere. <laughs> there's, so many, there's so many fucking comics. There are so many fucking comics. Uh, what am I going to do? I got no other skills. <laughs> You're a lawyer, then. Well, I have that education. <laughs> I mean, I'm not a. Uh, Dan and I both went to law school, by the way. No, things are hard. I mean, Trump is is plugging into something real, yeah. and it's yeah. global. He's you know, plugging into something real. But so, how much of this is immigrants, and how much of it is just uh, we're living in a technological world? It's both. And, and you know, things are moving. It's very disrupted. You know, what's really interesting is around the world, the middle class is growing. So if you go to India, people are actually rising up in economics and in, in their yeah. life standard of livings, and we're no longer dominant in the way that we were, and that's a hard thing. And our thing. middle class is no longer how, growing. How, how about yeah. this for the ultimate irony? Who exactly is the constituency that wants immigration? It's business class. Yes. I mean, the labor. It, it, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we want, I mean, that's what, the, the Democrats, I think, probably envision that eventually these people are going to be voters for the Democratic Party. But the fact is that, the, what's that? That the real, the real uh, constituency for immigration, legal and business, illegal, yeah. is people like me. Labor, who, yeah. it, keeps, it keeps wages down. But you wouldn't know that by the people who were speaking for it and people speaking against it. The people who were really most hurt by it seem to be convinced that this is what they want. And the people who are who benefit right. from it, are like Trump, pretend that they don't want it. It's a, yeah, I, it's I, very. I, and one of the other paradoxes is that these trade deals benefit mostly the people who shop at Walmart. Yes. And the prices at Walmart are the only wage increase they've gotten, so they can buy more with their dollar because it's coming from China. It makes right. their standard a lot more. right, but their standard of living stays somewhat the same. If we close the trade. Uh, spigot, we're going to lose those cheap goods and people are going to be poorer. Yeah. I mean, it's a really... But I, I don't think Trump really wants a trade deal. I, I think Trump wants to bluff so that the other side will, will give up something at the table 
wants to, to make a deal. To make a deal. And, and you know, I mean... Well, that was the whole theory about the deficit. It threatened to default. <laughs> Negotiate a better deal. It worked with the banks. Why that's, won't it work? That's, that's the point. <laughs> that's the point. If you're big enough, negotiate better right. terms. Lower well, my I, interest rate. And how well, about throwing out all these uh, these English and, and uh, Commonwealth country uh, TV show hosts? There's a lot of them on <laughs> yeah, you're, right. you're right, Dan. <laughs> oh, my God. That's a really... You can open up Get a him out. for you. Right. Get him out. Yeah, yeah. Trevor Noah. I like Trevor John personally, Oliver. but he's got to go. <laughs> <laughs> and Oliver I don't know, so fuck him. <laughs> and then with, with Craig Ferguson. Is he still on the air? No, but... He's in the History Channel. He's on the air. He's yeah, his yeah, jo- yes. yeah. Well, the History Channel, whatever, but... <laughs> yeah. All right, I would like to publicly wish my beautiful wife a happy anniversary. Oh, happy Thank anniversary, you. guys. Yeah, happy anniversary. Way, does, your, does your wife uh, um, make you breakfast and stuff like that? Oh, my God. Uh, this is... I've been married 38 years, so I make her breakfast. Oh, take notes, baby. <laughs> Take notes. True I, don't, I don't like this guy. Wow. You, want this <laughs> <laughs> you invited the wrong guy. <laughs> I thought I was inviting a man on <laughs> No, but you know, I I travel the world, I do what I want to do. You know, we got a we got a good deal going on. It sounds like you take care of each other. I That's read you loud and clear. Open we marriage. Do, okay. <laughs> I read you loud and clear. I hear what you're saying between the lines. All right, I gotta go. Okay. But maybe Michael could come Speaking back. Of, it's fascinating. Was, There's I'll, so I'll, much if, to talk about. If he'd be willing to to come back. I'd yeah. Well, why don't we just? Uh, why don't you take us all to dinner, Noam, and then we can just have a formal <laughs> conversation. It's my anniversary. Dinner. Will, not, tonight, yeah. not tonight. I will be happy to do that. I, do you like steak? Actually, no, I no, like I, I, no, I owe a dinner. No, Let no, me do come, that. No, no, I want to take everybody want, to dinner. Do you want to stay married? Of course, I want to stay yes. married. <laughs> I, I do want to stay married. I hope so. <laughs> don't invite us to dinner. Uh, uh, no. Okay. Uh, okay. Another time. Good night, everybody. Thank you. Good night. Good night.